Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. I, I'm in my empty apartment and it didn't take many guesses to get that because I'm so echoey. So uh, until I get more furniture, we're going to be uh, echoing big time over here. So yeah, but otherwise everything is good. Oh, how's it going? Are you pleased to be in? It, it is good. Uh, finally have like a fridge. And a bed, Good. which is great. Freezing as hell here in Greece. Like freezing as hell. Like freezing. Mm. Absolutely freezing. Yeah, I, the temperature's really dropped, hasn't it? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Although freezing yeah. is like minus, uh, sorry, minus. Oh my gosh, see, that's Canada and me. Freezing <laughs> is 10 degrees. I'm like freezing and it's 10. It's just because it's 10 degrees inside as well as outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so yeah. freezing, but warm inside my heart. So that's good. Oh, beautiful. Aww. How are you doing in the race up to Christmas and holidays? Yeah, I'm not bad, actually, although I've been poorly for what feels like forever. Um, it was only really three weeks, but today I actually feel like a human being. So that's that's a oh. bonus. Oh, so yeah, I'm celebrating coming out the other side. Oh, wonderful. I think um, I've caught the I caught the winter lurgy. Oh, gosh. Lurgy. Oh, that's a new yeah, word. A, what does that mean? Is it? it just means like a bug. Oh, the lurgy. Oh, yeah, the lurgy. Um, so, so, yeah, but um, in true kind of style at the weekend, I did some major Christmas shopping, panic buying, oh. and also threw in a few little gifts for myself along the way. Oh, 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 oh. Can you disclose what you got for yourself? Mostly some nice um, skincare, actually, which I'm <gasps> delighted about receiving oh. and can't wait to have a go of it. Oh, Santa was very good for you this year. <laughs> Santa was good. <laughs> That's fantastic. I have come up with a theory actually that we should no longer buy presents for anybody. We should just buy presents for ourselves, wrap them, put them under the tree. Everybody does the same thing. You always get what you want. Oh God, I tell you. I tell you, that is brilliant. Honestly, it's it's got legs, this idea. Really I know. <laughs> We try so hard to like guess what we want and secret Santa and so forth. It's just so funny. I the theatre that's played every year. Oh, that's yes, so true. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, so yes, yeah, so I'm feeling remarkably smug about my Christmas position right now. Oh, fantastic. Which I wasn't two weeks ago. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Congratulations. Oh, beautiful. So are you set for Christmas now? Like in terms of, has everybody got something? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've got a few little bits that I need to cross off my list and get. But other than that, no, I'm, I am good to go. Oh, fantastic. So oh, I'm wonderful, wonderful. Well sorted. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, no, it does feel like the holiday, the Christmas market is raging here in Athens. I haven't been, mm. but the lights are amazing. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's getting to feel a little bit like Christmas. So when this comes out, maybe it is very close to Christmas because... Uh, <laughs> Or maybe it's past. Or maybe it's past. <laughs> it would not take the listener long to realize that uh, one part of the Jordi Lass and Doc Sass team is kind of distracted. That is me, uh, because <laughs> I have been all wrapped up in this move to Greece, uh, settling in, um, partying a lot. <laughs> so hopefully things will calm down. And I'll get back to the desk of editing, uh, because we love to bring out uh, love coaching pearls. 
And that's what we do. We do indeed. Yeah. Speaking of, what is going on at the Relationship Desk of Love? Oh, well, I have actually got a Christmas-related story for you this week. Oh, do tell. Yes, go on. So the title is Christmas Miracle, Wedding Donated to Cancer Patient. So I've read this lovely article. It's not nice what's happening to the girl, but Mm. it is really lovely in terms of kind of the response of others. So it said a bride going through cancer treatment um, said that her wedding was a Christmas miracle after 33 suppliers and the venue provided everything for free. Oh my gosh. Oh my, oh my gosh. How lovely is that? (gasps) So they basically got together and um, and decided that they were going to put on kind of absolutely everything, room decor, just the food, um, place settings, absolutely everything. They created this lovely winter wonderland um, theme for the wedding, complete with snow, snow machine. Oh. And then um, not only that, they said that the... Um, All of the providers actually hid in a barn kind of next door and uh, got to come out at one point after the after the ceremony, I think, Um, so that they could kind of see collectively what they'd created. Oh, how lovely is that? (gasps) Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. So they got to make make their lovely wedding vows um, surrounded a story that wasn't so nice. It's not um, nice that she's kind of battling cancer, but it's lovely the way that some people and generosity just were able to pull together and spread a little Christmas cheer. Oh, and that is so much more meaningful than pretty much anything, like going out of our way and volunteering things and giving of our heart or our pocketbook makes us feel incredible, as it would have the couple. Yeah, indeed. Oh, Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, okay. This sounds wonderful. I feel like in a very good mood right now. You've got a warm, rosy glow now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I have a pretty <laughs> warm, rosy glow as a perpetual state, actually. Uh, you know, <laughs> in my current situation, I'm feeling rather love-struck, but uh, that just amps things up even more. Ah, she's in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the chemicals are running wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> It feels like a chemical factory in here, I know. <laughs> no need for happy pills. It's all inside. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you're warmed up, would you like a hot topic? Oh, yes, let's go. Okay. Today's hot topic. What would you change about a modern style of relationship? very nice what is meant by a modern style of relationship Ooh, i love these open-ended hot topics (laughs) indeed so what would you how would you describe a modern relationship oh gosh well um a few things not in a rush to commit maybe a longer time spent in alternative uh structures such as uh, long-term living together without marriage. Um, and I even think about people who are doing the open relationship, ethical non-monogamy, polyamory, all sorts of things, uh, experimenting with gender roles and switching it up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, if I were to say, what is the modern relationship? It's kind of like, choose your own adventure and define Ooh. it your own way. So that's kind of what nice. I'm thinking like about. That. Like, Yeah, when I hear modern relationship, mm. but that's what I think. What about yeah. you? I think a lot about the kind of equality side of it. So, um, and the fact that in a modern relationship now, you've very often got kind of two working, you know, people who were in the relationship, whether they're kind of parents or not. Whereas, you know, the traditional relationship wasn't like that, was it? There was always somebody that stayed at home and somebody that went out to work. Like nowadays, I think 
the 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 modern style of relationship is you're both working you're both um contributing financially there's a lot more kind of equality that comes with that both in terms of kind of decision but also spending power I think um you know there's lot there's, there's lots of things that I guess contribute to that modern relationship but some of it I don't think is all of it is kind of helpful as well so you know whatever you look at there's always kind of two ends of the spectrum aren't there so on one level you could say well it's brilliant that you've got a modern relationship where both both parties are equal both go out to work both contribute to the household but I guess the flip side of that is are you under kind of so much pressure and strain and as a result of that because you haven't got one single person kind of taking care of things you've kind of both of you've got to fit around a um, busy job and busy lives and what impact does that then have oh you've got it and I think the the problem is that we are doing this without really being intentional and aware and conscious. Mm. We're yeah. just doing it because it has been the trend in the last 60, 70 years. Yeah. Uh, I think we're losing the forest for the trees because I know of a lot of people who spend at least half of one salary on daycare alone. Yeah. They're, they're almost working to pay for daycare. Yeah. And then... I have a number of, of clients who, when I vision with them, like they're really stressed out, they're not very poorly fulfilled, they're kind of feeling at the mercy of their job. And then when I do a visioning with them, mm. they will actually come up with a vision of their ideal future, which is pretty much looking like remaining at home mm. and raising their children with a high degree of quality and perhaps doing some sort of money-making venture outside of their home. Mm. And I kind of, again and again, when I do visioning with folks, I feel this desire to to re- return to the home, but mm. they don't want to admit it. And so they still want to kind of churn the corporate lifestyle. So that's the thing is like, it's losing the forest for the trees. It's like, mm. why did we go from one income to two incomes? Are we happier? Should we consciously rethink this yet again? Yeah. I think a lot of it is the cost of living though, isn't it? You look at the price of things like, I mean, I see regular posts about people who are just genuinely struggling um, to pay bills, even on a dual salary. Um, So I think that contributes to it. And, you know, it's not always that you are kind of in a fortunate position that you've, you've kind of chosen a home of a certain size and standard. You know, a lot of the time it is that you're kind of in, maybe you're in rented accommodation and you've you've got the kind of cheapest that you can afford to live in for the size of family or whatever it is that you've got um so it's not even as if it's kind of like a choice that you're saying right okay we'll both kind of I'm choosing to go out to work often and there's a necessity that is linked to that oh you're right and the man that I respect uh in a great way has actually given me a lot to read and to think about, to realize that uh, there was once upon a time where a family could afford to live off of one salary. But the, yeah. but inflation, which is largely mm-hmm. a government hoodwinking of us, as well as um, ridiculous uh, explosion of, of, um, of housing costs, has mm-hmm. made it like we... We don't know this, but it is not a usual thing for two people to have to go out and work full time and still not have enough money to bring home. Like there's, it's a total crisis of economics, which we don't realize that we are totally being party to. Anyways, that's a whole other story for another game. But um, 
that is the unfortunate reality, that, that had, the wool has been pulled over our eyes collectively in most sort of developed countries, mm. and that is the reality that we find ourselves in. So yeah. for many, there's no choice. It has to yeah. be two income. Yeah. What I will say, though, is there's a few minor, like miniature choices that can sometimes, if made differently, make a little bit of a difference, including... And I would say sort of looking at your daycare budget, for example, is that like, is there a middle path where you mm. might not go like maybe five days a week, go four days a week. So you have a little bit of a breather mm. and maybe your daycare expenditure is a bit less. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, but, but I think definitely if the economics are forcing you, that's a, that's, that is what it is. But if it's a message about you know, I should be working full time. I've never reconsidered that. Or that's the thing where I wonder, is there any choice? Is there any possibility to rethink that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something to explore. I think like the finances is kind of one side of that, um, of that equation of a kind of modern relationship, isn't it? I think other things that are kind of really different nowadays when you're in a relationship is the level of technology that we've all got access to. And that's on kind of a number of different levels. Like we know that technology is one of the biggest distractors of time and stealers of time. And if you consider kind of how much time you're spending on technology versus how much time you are putting into your relationship or spending with your partner. And I think that's something to consider is, is there a mismatch there? And years ago, you wouldn't have had those same distractions. I mean, you had one kind of television with like two or three channels on it or whatever, and a radio, and that was probably about it. You didn't have that same kind of level of um, of stuff vying for your attention. You're, you're so right. And, and this is choice. It doesn't feel like choice, mm. but yes, 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 yes. Mm. I regularly coach folks where they're like, I have no time. We have no time couples. We can't connect. But then one partner points out, like we do watch two hours of TV a night yeah. and that again, and it is an, and a lot of couples say that they bond over that, but whoa, that's a lot of time. That's like five to 10 hours a week mm. that could be repurposed. Just saying, don't want to diss Netflix, but yeah, don't or be scrolling. Dis- dissing my Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like the, it's like a, oof. It's it's a, it's tough to. It's the um, hot potato topic. But the other thing is, when we are together, we're so often not together. We're yeah. half paying attention. We're scrolling on our phones. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that I've realized that really gets under our skin is one partner, our partner scrolling on their phone first thing in the morning, first thing upon waking and last thing before sleeping. Oh, that robs mm. quality time. It could be sexual intimacy. It could be emotional intimacy and just being checked out yeah. with our bed partner. Oh, that is painful. Yeah. I think, well, it just has a massive impact, doesn't it? So whether it's in the morning at the end of the day or, you know, during dinner, you see people doing it during dinner in restaurant and stuff like that it is but I think for all of us this is this is about designing a relationship that works for you so for some people they might have have enough they might spend enough time and having those extra moments doesn't kind of impact them for other people it can be a major kind of block and something that is a kind of bone of contention within the relationship and it needs to be kind of then looked at and resolved I think we all have to design a relationship that works for us and we've got to feel comfortable and happy and content with with the relationship that we've got. And mm. we need to co-create that together. So it can't work for one and not the other. 
we've got to be able to kind of look at this. But I think it is interesting if we just look at this comparison between kind of traditional times and modern times. I think there is a belief that we have stepped so much further forward and um, and that is kind of all for the greater good. But in reality, there are some byproducts, I think, that kind of come out that do impact the relationship. Oh, yeah, you've got it. And and I think that, um, I mean, I won't, I, I don't know sort of the long, the long arc of history, but I think a little bit of what I'm aware is that in not so long ago, we, we had very little choice as couples. We were told to marry, or at least one of us was told to marry. Uh, we didn't have electricity, so we didn't have the option of phones. We had to go to bed with the sun and go up, get up with the sunrise, and maybe we had a second sleep in there somewhere in the middle of the night by candlelight. But we had to uh, obey societal convention. Mm. If we strayed from that, we would get punished. So we had very little options, and we kind of had to behave and and execute our our actions uh, throughout our lives in a very narrow pattern and maybe there was a lot of that was actually kind of easy it's mm. not having choice actually is kind of kind of easy um we have so much choice now which feels yeah. very freeing but actually mm. it can be paralyzing and imprisoning especially because we're not aware that we have so much choice and that we're executing choices that are often at odds with each other all mm. the time so yeah. it is true that we have to get very intentional. Yeah, and I think part of that choice element is we also think that there's kind of, you know, the grass is greener, there's going to be somebody better for me out there or you get kind of this a lot in relationships and I think it almost feels like relationships have become slightly disposable mm -hmm. and it's easy to go next, like move on um, as opposed to kind of staying at something and working at it and really figuring out as you say, kind of, do I intentionally want to stay in this relationship or am I, you know, is this really the right person for me or are they not the right person for me or am I just kind of moving on because I want to give up and I don't want to deal with the stuff that's coming up and I label that as incompatibility as opposed to, um, you know, being something that I can work work on and grow through. Oh yeah, yeah, totally you know, it will boomerang back on you and you'll realize, I know this from personal experience, you'll realize like, oh, maybe it wasn't all their fault, <laughs> that past relationship. So it is true. Of course, the fundamental things that need to be in place to actually work on what you have right in front of you now is a shared willingness to make it work, a shared willingness to get vulnerable and admit where you do have places where you can improve and grow. Yeah. And as well as a willingness to communicate. Even if you've got shit communication, if you both have a willingness to improve on it, if one person's like, I don't need to communicate, we don't need to use words, yeah. we can just kind of mime it out and make it work. That is a non-starter. Mm. But yeah. if two people want to make it work and want to work on the crappy communication, and we all have crappy communication, <laughs> then there's promise. Yeah, indeed. So, oh. I don't know if we're better off or not. I can't tell. <laughs> oh, it's such a huge... I mean, I feel a little bit more confused than when we started, but that is relationship, right? Like, well, yeah, indeed. That is relationship. <laughs> yeah. I think, as you say, we've been given so much and things have changed so much over time. It's then about what you do with it, I think, is the crux of it. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally, yeah. Okay, shall oh, I move right. us on to a question? Yes, let's go. Okay, 
today's question. I want to stay with my partner forever. How can I make this happen? <sighs> nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, a lot comes up from <laughs> a lot comes up from you. Like, okay, cool. Noted. That's the goal we're coaching around. <laughs> so where would you start? Well, I'm curious. Okay, so why are we why are we why are we smiling? What makes two relationship coaches with our own professional and personal experiences? Why? Why are we grinning? I think so for me that one of the things that comes up is so there's there's a bit in here where I'm kind of so I want to stay with my partner forever. Like just tell me what to do. Mm. And it's not as clear cut as that, is it? So so that's kind of one thing. I think another is like, what does your partner want? Like, do they do they want to stay together forever? Is this something that you've discussed? <laughs> Have you talked about commitment and kind of being in it? Or are you in two completely different spaces? I think the question about the other question is then around kind of like, why do you want to stay together forever? Is that because you genuinely love, care, appreciate, admire your partner and this is the best love you've ever had? Or is it a need for kind of safety and security? And are you kind of, um, you know, you found somebody and it's like, right, this is going to be the one. Oh, yeah, you've got it. And actually, I took from this that this is either a married person or about to be, like, about to be, let's just say, under the guise of the law, permanently committed. So, and that's, so that's exactly it. What I get is this kind of fearfulness of mm. like, I want to stay together forever. It, there's an anxiety. There's a kind of a frenetic mm. energy behind the question yeah. of like, there's a, the, running from the uh, fear of not being together. Yeah. And God forbid if that should happen. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, in anything, when we coach, we coach, we n- help folks to see where they're acting out of fear and change that around a bit to, to look for opportunity. Mm. Yeah. And actually, so that kind of addresses both of our concerns, the, the simple oversimplification of just like, what's the top 10 list in Cosmopolitan magazine? I haven't read magazines. Of, is there still a Cosmo? I don't know. Yeah, there is. Anyways. <laughs> if, okay. There's still a Cosmo. Cool. Top 10 ways to stay together forever. Um, both you and I know that it's not that simple. And also, uh, you know, if we are terrified of the alternative, mm. that also doesn't make us show up in a, in a a strong way yeah so no, and I get you know there is it isn't that simple I think you know it in to kind of answer the question that for the listener I think there are some things that you can do if you want to make sure you've got a healthy happy secure relationship there are things that you can do and should be focusing on in order to make that happen um and the first one for me is around commitment so being committed to each other whether that's um you know, in marriage or not, but actually kind of saying, look, we are committed to this relationship. So my first kind of position would be, have you had that conversation? You know, have a conversation with your partner, like how committed are you to this relationship? Or maybe you've already had it, but if you haven't, get crystal clear that that's what you both want, I think is the first step. Mm, Totally. It's terrifying to ask or to bring this Mm -hmm. up. Um, A lot of stuff hides in the shadows of poor or no communication one of the biggest things that I that my clients struggle with is how do I bring this up Mm. and the inclination is often to hide the question under sort of a more vague question and to lay hints Mm. um we have such a collective fear of being direct and, and you know one of the fears is if I bring it up uh I might hear an answer I don't want to hear yeah and 
one of my bravest clients, she was having a casual relationship with somebody for so many months and she wanted to, she's like, I'm ready to take the next step. And in our coaching, it became clear that she's like, I guess I got to ask. And she did. And the person that she was dating was not ready to take that next step. Mm. It was terrifying. And we coached around like, oh my gosh, I got the answer that I didn't want to hear. And that's why I have been delaying for so long, but it gave her the clarity. And now in the rear view mirror, she's like, oh my gosh, that person was like totally wasting my time. Right. And that person was taking advantage of the, the, the gap of communication Mm. when there is no communication, everything goes. Yeah. So to your point, totally invite somebody to a conversation, but the terrifying thing is maybe they'll say, yes, I'm so glad you brought this up. I also want to take a step forward together or I'm not ready. Yeah. Or uh, no answer. And in this case, if you get no answer, then that's a no. Yeah. Like a vague answer or the failure of a yes is actually a no. Yeah. But it's impo- I do think it is important to just know this and establish it and get really kind of clear on where you're at and where you stand. I think there's too much um, assumption that happens in relationships where I'm assuming that they want to be with me because they're still here. As opposed to, I've got real clarity that we are committed to each other. Well, it's also that, but then it's also like we end up kind of going to card, tarot card readers and asking our friends, like, did this action indicate that they're serious about me? So we end up sort of trying to sort through the smoke signals of our relationship Mm. to see if they're exhibiting committed behavior when we've not actually asked them and it's all total interpretation but you can make yourself believe anything though right in that situation you can go well they must be committed because they've done x y and z and actually the reality is if if we were all totally truly honest with each other about kind of what's going on and what's happening we'd have very different perspectives a lot of the time oh i totally we're heading into the christmas season or the holiday season and some might say oh my partner is interested in coming home with me for christmas maybe this means they want to marry me or something like that i don't know um maybe but maybe not and you know if you're what if you're needing to know then you gotta actually have a conversation and not just interpret or try to interpret because you're right like you could interpret that coming home or buying you a certain something or or a certain way that they phrased a card. Like you could interpret that any way that you wanted. Yeah. But if you want to zip it for efficiency's sake, just asking yeah. is the hardest thing, but it is the most direct way. Well, the quickest, way, way, to, quickest way to get an answer is to ask the question. Yeah. And look, I get it. Because when I coach, the question is, are you ready to hear the answer? Mm. And some of my clients are like, hmm not right now. It's like, okay, cool. You know what? Like stay, keep the course. Right. And when you're ready, then ask the question, but, and only when you're ready. I mean, look, it's, it's very hard to deal with the truth, right? The truth might be wonderful. It might be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. I've been waiting to, you know, and it could be like a wonderful step forward, but many times or sometimes you, it means that you've established the end of a relationship or the end of something. And, you know, that, you know, might not be something that you're ready for. I don't want to be a downer, but... (laughs) I was going to say, you're sounding quite down today. (laughs) I am sounding a bit down today. Yeah. You know, uh, okay, so maybe I'm being contentious here, right? When, When you don't know if somebody's committed to you and you're just kind of operating in the gray zone, 
I'm going to say that more often than not, there's a reason why it's in the gray zone. I'm just going to leave that there and expect the slings and arrows to come shooting at me. But I, I've just, I've been in so many, in more times than not, when there has been a lack of clarity and we've just been kind of having fun in the moment, I have, if I've wanted something more serious, I've realized that the person that I'm engaging in with, if they had wanted something more serious, they would have actually initiated communication. Just saying. Well, I think every, everybody's experience is different, right? So it's not to say that, you know, you've had that experience in the past, but it's not to say that everyone's going to be in the same situation. So, but I think the first thing is, you know, having clarity about where your relationship is going and checking that you're both on the, on the same, you know, the same thought process is the most sensible kind of first place to start. Yes. Go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, you know, other things in terms of like, how do you establish this kind of healthy foundation for a relationship? We've talked and talk every week about communication. So that is, and, and again, that's kind of walking the talk by asking some of those questions that you may be a bit more kind of fearful of. So I think those two things are kind of, um, are super important when you want to establish a relationship and to be able to build on something and have that solid foundation. I think for me, kind of trust is something that equally has to be present in a relationship yeah it no it's wonderful because like faced with the big question of how do I make sure that I stay with my love forever mm. I love the fact that you're like well let's just make sure we're at the same starting line yeah <laughs> like right communicate or uh if uh we're both in the same um, ways <laughs> yeah if we're, are we both are, yeah exactly so commitment I'm like which of the c's am I yeah the commitment the commitment one and trust huge. I mean, and that's a really great question to ask this person back is like, is this a person who you trust? Yeah. Are you feeling open to being vulnerable to trust them? And trust is not just a binary yes or no. I trust mm. them. I don't trust them. It is an ongoing process of trust yeah. that may start with, I trust them to show up on time to our date. It may not be the same trust as if somebody important in my family dies, I will trust on them to be a rock for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are two two different things to try or I trust them to not have a sexual relationship with somebody else yeah. if we've established monogamy so lots of different flavors of trust yeah there's a whole host of it I trust you to do the things that you say you're going to do oh <laughs> mic drop <laughs> <laughs> what and I'm sure oh, we man. I'm sure we all get that wrong at various different times in our lives like a hundred percent and that's like the big things as well as the little things. And I think the little things are important because they do, if you miss too many of the little things, it does become quite a big issue in your relationship. It, it does. And you know what's even harder than getting somebody to be trustworthy is being trustworthy yourself. I step in it all the time because there's lots of those little things. I'm like, oh, that's not important. Well, it's not important to me but it sure as heck is important to him. And this is the problem, right? We have different levels of things that are important to us. And we can't assume that because something isn't, isn't a big deal for me that it's not going to be for somebody else. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You've got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, you know, on one level, this, this listener might be fearful. That might be the reason why they're asking the question. But on another level, they are actually thinking about the relationship and thinking about how to make it successful. And as we kind of just discussed in the hot topic there, we aren't often that intentional about the relationship. So even if it is coming from a space of kind of fear and and being kind of worried or concerned for the future, that having a bit of kind of intentional focus on your relationship is never going to go amiss, I would say. 
Yes, that's true. We're creeping up on New Year's, so it's a nice little thing to think about in terms of a, uh, if anybody is interested in New Year's resolutions. Yeah. This could be it. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we made it through. I know. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I made it through without coughing too much, which I'm feeling triumphant about. You know, it's so funny because I'm, I find it amazing that you made it through because it didn't look like either of us would get through. <laughs> I got a lot of echo. You've got a lot of cough. We are quite the pairing. I always find, um, you know, when you do a coaching call, I don't know if you're the same, but when you always, everybody starts a conversation off the same way. How are you? That's just what yeah. we do as human beings, right? Yes. And even if I have felt like I'm on death's door, I go, yeah, I'm great. How are you? Ah. Uh, Because I think a client is not paying you to uh, listen to your kind of woes and worries about your illnesses and and health, is it? Are they really? So, yeah. Oh, that is so I I did notice that about myself over the last couple of weeks. It's kind of like, yeah, great. Just doing fine. Yeah, let's move on to you. Silently (laughs) near death. Yes. But, yes. yes. And trying to withhold a cough and a sneeze all at the same time. Oh my gosh, that's hard. It's quite hard for an hour. It is. I hope your uh, I hope your other half has been supporting you then, uh, as you have been bravely showing up to your calls. Oh, he has. He's been very lovely and bought me some extra soft tissues to protect my nose because there was oh. a lot of nose blowing going on. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh so my yeah, gosh. no, he was lovely. Bought me nice herbal tea in bed and lots of nice things. Oh, so yes. Oh, I see the complain. tea in bed. Oh, I know that's a thing. I love my tea in bed. Tis the season, the dark days, and they are made warm by the loving things that we do for each other. It is the the big and the small. And it is bloody dark outside. It's pitch black here. Oh, God. (laughs) I know, right? Jeez. I don't know why it shocks me every year, but it does. Every year. Like, where did the sun go? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Still, we are fast approaching the shortest day. So we'll soon be approaching summer. You've got it. Yes. All right. Well, till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.